In this episode, we're going to be talking about, you guessed it, the mom with an eating disorder to the daughter with an eating disorder pipeline and the generationality of mental struggles. Stay tuned to learn more about our topic. I'm Carols, and welcome back to On Female Disobedience, where we celebrate femininity. What is up, guys? Oh my goodness, it has been a long week. A long couple of weeks, actually, now that school has begun and we're in full force now. Um, let's just say school is freaking rough. <laughs> it's so tiring. Oh my god, I don't understand, like, how I ever did this. Like, for what like 12 13 years of my no that's not it for like 10 years of my life I just went to school every day for six hours seven hours more like and just didn't even complain or anything and I just thought it was normal but now I'm just oh my god I'm literally yelling and now I'm just perpetually tired I'm just I come home and I'm tired and I wake up for my nap and I'm tired and I'm doing my homework and I'm tired and I wake up and I'm tired oh my god it's such a cycle I should probably get more sleep but I can't, but I can, you know what I mean? It's like, when you're, when it's late at night, it just feels like I don't have enough hours in the day. That is the problem, actually. Um, And I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but I'm so freaking busy these days. Genuinely so busy, and I have absolutely no time to do whatever I want to. But, honestly, that's a lie, I'm just complaining. But, you know, that's the daily grind, that's the... That's the school grind. We just gotta live with it. And during summer, I was literally complaining so much about, like, how I felt, like, useless and wanted to go back to school and feel worthwhile. So, I guess it's a good thing. Kind of. Um, in other news, some more episodes of Hometown Cha 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 came out. And now that the couple is finally together... Okay, this, is a, this might be an unpopular opinion. I hate when the enemies to lovers just kind of goes away after the couple gets together because that is like the whole appeal of enemies to lovers is that they kind of like hate each other and they like they're very outwardly aggressive towards each other but on the inside they really just like like them a lot and I just I just love that trope so much and I hate when like all of a sudden like it it just completely disappears once they confess their feelings for each other and all of a sudden they're just like so lovey-dovey like it's like almost sickeningly sweet um and that's what I kind of got from hometown cha-cha-cha which I don't know might be an unpopular opinion it seems like a lot of people are really enjoying their like couple moments but I feel like it's it was too much too quick so I'm almost like shocked by the sudden change of attitude of like the characters towards each other um but I'm still watching it because I want to know what happens to like a different like in a different like plot line of the overall story like in the k-drama so we're sticking with it what else um just had some chick-fil-a so so delicious amazing um and i scarfed it down way too fast because i was so hungry so there's that um in other news i just watched the duff today Rewatched it actually and honestly yeah I feel like it's actually so relatable like I remember watching it when it came out and I was like oh yeah it's a good movie but like I hadn't been in high school at the time and now like being in high school I watch it I'm like honestly it is kind of like 
realistic in a in a sense like of course those teen movies are going to be a little dramatized to some extent but this one I felt like other than the absurd like sexual innuendos and other weird jokes like it was actually pretty good um so yeah highly recommend you check that out because it's on Netflix now so you don't even have to pay to watch it um and I don't know I love that I love the main couple I think they're cute um what else colder weather now starting to get into fall season if you want to know my go-to starbucks drink is a iced chai latte it's a tall iced chai latte with pumpkin cold foam and light ice so that is my go-to it it's just so good it's i don't know it's i don't know what i'm gonna do when it's gone i'm gonna miss it dearly um it is just absolutely delicious and it reminds me of fall and i love fall so much I, I don't know. I've been, I used to be like a hardcore winter gal and now I feel like I'm starting to appreciate the, the beauty in all the seasons. Although I am kind of biased towards the colder months because I don't know if anyone else gets this, but I feel like I get like seasonal depression, but like in the summer because I don't know. Number one is the fact that I feel like I'm being so lazy and not accomplishing anything. And number two, it's like the feeling of like, I don't know, I just love snowboarding, I love, like, the fall vibe, Christian Girl Autumn, I don't know, I just love it, um, so yeah, I don't know what to wear for my, like, to, to do for my Halloween costume, because I am, I don't even know if I'm doing anything on Halloween, but I, there's a possibility I might, and I don't want to have to scramble for a costume last minute, so I thought I might as well buy something and return it if it doesn't go well, or if I end up not needing it, um, but I was looking at a bunch of different costumes, and I originally wanted to do Winx, like the Winx Club, um, and be Flora, because, like, hello, Winx, so iconic, and on top of that, like, Winx is something that I actually really enjoyed as a kid, so it's something that is, like, personal to me, you know, and not something that I, like, not that, like, if you just, like, decided to do Winx because you thought it was cute is bad, but, like, I don't know, I, I felt like I had a personal connection to it, which made me want to do it even more. Um, and then I realized that I feel like a lot of people are doing that, and not that I don't want to be basic, but I just like to do something a little more unique for Halloween, so I was doing a little more scavenging, and I found the Promising Woman, Promising Young Woman costume, and that movie has been on my list for so long, so I was planning on watching it and then getting the costume if I really liked it, um, but I can't seem to find any of, like, the costume, I can't seem to find, like, the costume online, so I don't know if I'll end up going with that. Um, and then my last option is, like, a flapper costume, which is, as we all know, very basic, but I don't know, I thought it, like, the one I found was so cute, so I was like, maybe I should just get it, um, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see if I even end up needing it, or, like, going to a Halloween party, or going trick-or-treating or whatever, um, but yeah, and lastly, Ugh, I have not been working out in so long, probably over, like, I haven't worked out regularly in, like, probably two months or more, and, ugh, I just feel so, ew, like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just, like, that workout guilt of, like, not working out, and it kind of goes into our topic for today, which you can tell by the intro and the title is the mom with eating disorder to daughter with eating disorder pipeline, which I feel like is such a, so, it's just so common at this point that it's almost more surprising if it doesn't happen, if there is, like, a mother or, like, a parent with an eating disorder 
or certain like I don't know unresolved mental issues that doesn't get passed down to the daughter or child in general um and yeah I can I definitely have experiences with this because like on my dad's side of the family they're quite like thin not I want to say thin but they're just very like average sized um and my dad plays tennis like every freaking day every day he plays tennis or golf every day and he eats super super healthy like he always eats a salad for lunch always has oatmeal for breakfast like he eats very very healthy um and he's just very active so he is very like fit um whereas on my mom's side of the family like they are like historically more like overweight and my mom was kind of like overweight when she was younger and she lost the weight when she went to college but then she gained it back when she was pregnant and that kind of led to a like like her even as we were growing up like always 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 she was always trying to lose weight um and it would always like there was never a time when she didn't want to be thinner let's just put it that way and that had that I don't know that played such a big role in I think my struggles later on and I just feel like if you grow up no matter how much you try to be different or like teach your kids a different way like they're still gonna notice things about you like they're gonna notice when you like I don't know eat like bagels and tear out the inside of it because it's too too many carbs but which by the way there is no such thing like they're gonna notice if you decide to skip a meal that day because you're quote-unquote not feeling hungry they're gonna notice like when you are overexerting yourself at the at the gym or like feeling guilty about yourself because you're not working out like they're gonna notice those things and they're gonna start to think like why why does my mom feel that way or why does my dad feel that way and why don't I feel that way should I feel that way like and and it just leads to this whole rat like this rabbit hole of of like these questions and and doubts and suddenly all of a sudden your kid also has an eating disorder so that's great but not obviously not really and that's only like that's considering if you are a parent who doesn't try to inflict these or, or instill these same values in your kids. Like, imagine if you are doing them to your kids. Like, imagine if you are constantly telling them, oh, like, you should lose weight, or, like, maybe if you, like, were a little thinner, you could wear this dress. Oh, like, I'll buy this dress for you. Like, if you promise you can lose weight in this this amount of time. I'll... One thing I that actually happened to me was, like, my parents, my dad said, like, oh, if you lose 20 pounds this summer, I'll get you a dog. And I had wanted a dog for so long. So it was definitely something that I tried to do. And ultimately, that's not even, like, why I ended up losing weight in the first place. Because I think parents think that if they can bribe their kids or, like, tempt their kids with these kinds of, like, rewards, they'll ultimately be more likely to achieve them. And for me... Ultimately, it was me realizing that I, like, wanted to become healthier and lose weight that ultimately allowed me to lose weight. It was such a personal and, like, it was such a personal decision. And it, and it was a, such a personal journey that I, even to this day, and, and um, you might be thinking, like, oh my god, well, horrible parents. Promise, I promise they are definitely not there, the most loving, amazing parents in the world. It's just that that was probably just the one thing that was kind of something that I wish could have been a little better um but 
I have been like actively trying to rewire their brains telling them like when they comment on what I'm eating I'm like like you shouldn't be saying that like I'll and I, I totally call them out on it which I don't know if this is like it's definitely not in our like cultural norm because in Korea it's like you definitely don't ever talk back to your parents or elders in general and you never criticize them even if they are wrong and so I had to like gain the courage to be like to draw a line and say you you can't tell me what to eat like you can't comment on my body you can't like you can't be saying these things to me that that like that imply that being thinner is better which is not true because there's health at all sizes every person in the world could eat and exercise the same amount and the same like eat the same foods and we would all still look completely different because not all body our bodies are not all meant to look the same like some people are just inherently like they have better metabolism some people have worse metabolism some people like have bigger frames some people have small frames some people are make it's easier for them to um, build muscle, some people it's harder for them to build muscle, and some people it's easier to lose weight, some people it's easier to gain weight, you know, whatever, whatever, um, and so I've been actively trying to rewire their brains and, and say, like, you know, maybe you shouldn't comment, things like that to me, um, and so obviously the damage for me and my siblings was already kind of done, because they were, I mean, because I want. I don't want. I wouldn't say I'm all grown up now, but I'm at the point where I realize that that is a very flawed, um, logical progression. But, but if you, but I don't know. For any future parents out there or any current parents out there listening, I just want to stress the importance of, of getting help for yourself, not even just for you, but for your like future generations. And it sounds so cheesy, and you're like that. It sounds so far away. It, it's almost like I don't I I can't even focus on myself. How can I like worry about other people? And I feel like in some ways it's almost like a wake up call because some people don't have trouble inflicting pain on themselves or or talking badly to themselves or looking at themselves in a negative light. But when it comes to people that you love or people that you know and care about or I guess potentially will care about in the future it almost like makes it more real for you like this is now if you become a parent and you have mental like struggles or any type of struggles that's no longer just your issue that is your child's issue as well you are inflicting this pain upon your future child or your child that you have right now and every little thing that you do every little i don't know um Every time that you skip a meal in front of your kid or every time you just offhandedly mention, oh, dang it, like, I feel so guilty for not going to the gym today, that has an effect on your kid, whether it's, like, subconscious or conscious, like, it it it, it registers in their brain and they begin to adopt the same beliefs as you. That's why I feel like parents are so similar to their kids. I have a theory that, like, I don't, I don't even know if this is, like, a theory theory or this is just, like just like everyone knows this, um, or if I just, I don't know, like made it up, but I feel like if you look at a parent, you can kind of tell what their kid is going to be like in the future, and if you don't grow up with in a stable household, like beyond just like the trauma of not having a stable family relationship, you can almost tell what, like, that it's going to affect them in kind of a negative way, 
And in the same way, if, if I look at a parent and I see that that parent is constantly talking bad about their appearance and always getting down about themselves for not working out and always talking about how they're going to move on to the next diet and the next diet, I, 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 I genuinely worry. I worry for their, their children. Or even if I like look at some, like even I guess just my friends, like I, it, it kind of worries me that like in the future, I just don't want to see their children going through the same struggles as they did and the fact that like if you're listening to this you've I don't know I I'd wager that you've probably experienced some sort of struggle with your self-image or confidence um or eating disorder of or something of the sort you know you know how painful it is like I know how I can't even begin to describe how difficult it was to like struggle with an eating disorder especially through the pandemic that was when it was worst for me that's during the pandemic I think I was eating probably less than a thousand calories a day which was very and and working out like crazy and I even fainted once because I was just not eating enough and and just always growing up and and thinking that like I'm just not good enough is it's it's so it's so mentally debilitating it's so debilitating and and i think it's like it's our responsibility as as like the future parents of our kids and i know we don't want to think that far but i i implore you to think that far just for a second just bear with me like i i don't want to see the child that i have given birth to having to deal with those same issues and so i think it's so imperative for us to seek out help while we still can. Especially when our minds are young and malleable and, and still growing and developing. I feel like it's so important for us to take advantage of the re- these resources that we have. Like even just like online therapy or meditation or self-help books or literally whatever it is. And, and use that so that not only will it positively impact our our future and we can live more confident and healthy and satisfied and happy and generally content lives in general but it will also like stop this mom has an eating disorder to daughter with an eating disorder pipeline because i think that is one of the saddest saddest like realities that there is is that just like if a mom has an eating disorder and they give birth to a daughter, and I'm saying mom and daughter because that's kind of what I know, but it, this obviously could apply to men as well, um, or gender non-binary people, or, you know, all the above, I guess. But, you know, I'm talking about girls, I guess, because that's what I am. But it's just, it's so unavoidable that if you if you are struggling with things, as a parent, your child will will also will receive the will be on the receiving end of those and they will of those issues and of course of course of course it is impossible for a parent to be like perfect or like completely um like just never never dealing with these struggles and it is it is important to be open about these struggles with your kids instead of trying to hide them because i think that creates distrust and a whole boatload of other problems um, but I think it's like the act of active, the act of choosing to acknowledge that you are struggling with these certain issues so that and receiving help for it so that you don't end up 
passing down these same struggles to people that you care about, that you genuinely care about. Um, and I think that's going back to like more personal thing, I guess. I guess that's kind of where my like guilt of like not not working out stems from. It's like when I was it's it's almost like I feel like eating disorders and self-confidence it's just so completely mental like I saw a video the other day of Dr. Phil where these two twins identical twins were looking at each other and and they asked twin one Dr. Phil asked twin one and it's like do you think when you see your sister like do you think she's too thin um and she said yes and he said but do you see yourself as too thin and she said no then you look at the other twin and he asked twin two like, do you think your sister's too thin? And she said, yes. And she, and then he asked, do you think you're too thin? And she said, no. And they're identical twins. Like, they are literally identical. It doesn't, it doesn't get closer than that. It, like, it doesn't, a body doesn't get more similar to another than in that situation. And yet, they're still struggling with the same issues that we are all struggling with. And I think that just goes to show, like, it's so, it's all in your head. It's literally all in your head. And and that's almost what's the most scary thing about it. Because if it's, like, a physical wound, that's something you can get treatment for. But if it's, like, something mental, it's it's less, like, black and white. You don't, sometimes you don't know what to do. Um, or sometimes you don't even know you have that, like, struggle until someone might point it out to you or something like that or until it's too late and you've already passed it down to your kids and I I literally I'm sorry it sounds like I'm like trying to scare you I don't mean this to try and scare anyone but I feel like it's a really important topic that we need to discuss that this like trauma is something that passes down it this trauma is generational um I don't know if this is like a synonymous comparison but I also read a I read a study once that said um that the grandparent the grandkids of of people of Jewish people who were sent to internment internment camps um no concentration camps um during the holocaust like some those grandkids inherited the same like fears and like similar like struggles as the grandparents like that were related to only like things that they would have known if they had been in a concentration camp although these grandkids had obviously never been to a concentration camp before and I think it goes to show that like I don't think it's it's a it was a genetic thing and obviously this is just my theory but I'm pretty sure it was also in the article but I I can't find it right now but if you're interested I'll I'll try to link it down below um but it's more of a thing that like it was passed down from generation based on like generation to generation based on their mannerisms like because of their mannerisms and the way they act around those certain like i don't know objects or concepts or people or things like that and so it's it just i, I don't know i thought it was just it i think it's just so eye opening like it goes to show that like these struggles they are they're not going away when you die they're not going away even after you seek help. But maybe, maybe just maybe you can lessen the impact on them for your kids. And like some examples of that are like I, my social psychology professor actually, 
over the summer, the class that I took, he said that he raises his daughter to not, um, without using like gender terms. So he doesn't like imp- or or like stereotypically feminine terms to his like daughter. So he doesn't like force her to like always buy the doll instead of the action figure. Like he'll just let her pick and and it'll he won't say anything about the doll being more feminine, the 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 action figure being more masculine or anything like that. He'll simply just like it'll be completely her choice and she won't be influenced by any external like pre-existing notions or things like that. Um and I also saw someone on TikTok who said that, like, when they, when their kids, like, as they're raising their kids, whenever they succeed at something, they don't say, I'm proud of you, which, like, they, instead of saying, I'm proud of you, they say, you should be proud of yourself. You did an incredible job, something like that. And you might be thinking, okay, like, what, what is that, like, what, what does that change? And when I was confused about that too, but it turns out when you say I'm proud of you, you are instilling in the child like the value of your approval of like of parental consent almost and and parental validation. That's the right word. So instead of the kid just being proud that they worked so hard on their own, like on their own accord and now and so now instead of seeking validation through external figures or i don't know anyone else or um like awards or things like that they now they now know that they did a job well done when they feel that they've worked hard and when they are proud of their own work um and so it's it's just and and the fact i feel like that most people hear that and they're like i don't see what that has to do with like raising your kid to not have mental issues or whatever it just goes to show how subtle these little things are we might think that the things we say are like don't mean anything but they have so much weight they have so much weight to the people around us um and i guess just like branching out outside of like just like parents now like even if you just think about the things that you say to your friends or the things that people have said to you like there's some things that just really really stick with you and you remember them for a long time and and it might have been just like a small little offhand thing that someone has said to you but maybe it's something that stuck with you for a really long time that you still remember to this day and Ultimately, I think that just illustrates the power of our words and our actions and the way that we treat people around us and the effort that we put into in ensuring that the people around us, that we are positively impacting the people around us. And not to get all preachy, I'm sorry, this is starting to sound like I'm, I'm like just preaching the Bible at you, but I don't know, ever since I went to high school, I just have been realizing like there's so much value in just being a good friend and being a nice person there's nothing more valuable in this world than being a nice person and being like a likable person nothing will get you further in life than being personable and like being able to forge like lasting relationships with people and being able to positively impact them in whatever way that you can so i don't know i just wanted to like come on here and talk about this topic that i felt pretty passionate about Um, and I guess I'll just end on a happy note, which is that you do have the power to change your future and your children's future and your grandchildren's future. It's all in your hands. You have like the ability to change it. And I think if you could, why, 
Like, why not? So I'm also actively working to dismantle these problematic notions that I have ingested as the um, as someone who's grown up around these really problematic ideals. And I think if I can do it, you can as well. Because I am not an amazing, astounding person by any by any definition of that word. And I and I'm just like an everyday person just like you guys and I think we can all work together. And that I mean that's like what this podcast is about. Oh my god. I'm just like branching off on so many tangents, but like that's what this podcast is about. I feel like it's just like us finding solace in our community. Like in the fact that we are not alone. And that's a big thing. And that's a really inspiring thing, I think. Um so yeah, I, I don't know. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I feel like it ended up on a positive note, even though we started out kind of on a darker tone. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of On Female Disobedience. Really appreciate all of your support so, so much. Um, make sure to follow at On Female Disobedience on Instagram to join our little community and to be part of some upcoming interactive portions of our future episodes um, if you are interested. Um, or if you just want to check out like what the latest episodes are or be like um, notified when we release new episodes. So if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever listening platform you're on right now. And I'll see you all in a few days. Bye.